Good morning. We're going to do something today which has kind of come out of the Bible reading program we've been doing. So we've been doing a Bible reading program. Some of us have jumped on. We, do, we put the links up and we're going through the book of John. Anyway, Rachel came and said to me, this is what I got out of it the other day. And it was from John chapter 10 and it was about hearing the shepherd's voice. But it was like, and, and she was sharing it with me. I went, oh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And it was good for us, and we talked about it in our world, in our life. And then the more and more, and then the more and more I thought about it, the more and more it just sort of really sat with me. And I did some digging and some reading and did some understanding. And we're going to talk about the shepherd's voice today. And from John chapter 10, but not just the shepherd's voice, because some stuff had come out for Rach and I, just as we've been reading God's Word, reading the Bible. Uh, but there's a lot of voices in that passage. And we're going to talk about what are the voices in our world that we're listening to. But I said we'd do so, when um, Ian's, Ian's not well at the moment, and I said, look, Ian, just have the next couple of weeks off. He's getting wisdom teeth removed and all the rest of it. We're allowed to rest, so he's going to rest. So I said, and let me do something for the kids to start the sermon, okay? So parents and older people, um, I'm going to ask you not to butt in, <laughs> okay? But I'm going to, who's ever done secret sound before? Where you hear a sound, you've got to guess what it is, all right? Okay, you ready, kids? You have to try and guess. You just shout out when you hear the sound. Shout out what it is before they put it up on the screen. So we're going to go through 20 different sounds and figure out what they are. All right, you ready? Here we go. Greg, uh, Jeff's going to hit play. Don't worry about Mr. Teach. It's okay. Listen to this. What's that? Tempin bowling, good job. It's going to come up. What did you hear? Bowling strike, good job. Who got that one? Excellent, all right. See, the older people can. Robin, you can't help yourself, hey? You guys are free. All right, ready? <laughs> Toilet flushing, let's see. <laughs> there it is. Ready for the next one? Al? Let's see. Yes, well done. You ready? Next one. What was it? A pen? Are you sure? Really? You're right. All right, next one. What was it? Glass shattering, glass What did you say? Plate shattering? Plate smashing. Very good. Is that because you've done a lot of that? Vacuum. Is that because you've done a lot of that? After the plate shattered. What's the next one? You ready? A chicken. A chicken? You sure? It's not a duck. I think it's a duck. No, it's not. It's a chicken. It's a hen. All right, next one. Does anybody know? 
you knew it? You got, did you get that? All right. We're going to keep going until we get bored, okay? Very good. We're going to do four more. Duck. <laughs> Thought you were going to throw something at me then. <laughs> A pig. Did anybody get that? Oh, Robin did. Oh, I have to bet you guys did. That's it. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Do you guys know? Jet plane. If you, li if you live in Richmond, you know this. You ready? That's a wolf with a sore throat. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh, did anybody get the purring cat? Couple more, all right. Trees in the wind. Did anyone get that? No, excellent. We got one winner where no one got it. Who said blender? Ah, that's Bill's electric screwdriver. They use that in men's shit. It's got to be a crow, doesn't it? Yes. Two to go. Now this is important, this one. Sheep, goats. Sheep. Because sheep go, ah, goats go, meh. That's two different noises. Last one. <laughs> All right, good job. Okay, now we're going to move on to the message now. <laughs> Did you know if I if I said this to you? And here it comes, my PowerPoint. If I said this for you, I said, did you hear something? And that's the title of today's message. Did you hear something? What would you automatically do? You'd go quiet. Did you hear something? It's funny, you know, I actually sometimes say to people, did you smell something? And everyone goes quiet. Not that that makes any difference. 
That's just my weird sense of humour. <laughs> Did you hear something? And we go quiet. Today is actually about listening and it's about hearing God's word. It's about actually, and the reason why I like the sheep one, it's about hearing the good shepherd. It's about hearing God's voice. And we're going to sit in a really significant and powerful space. All right? And I'm going to be preaching to kids and adults at the same time today. So have a listen to this, because this is a great passage. I'll bring it up. I tell you the truth. This is in John chapter 10. This is Jesus speaking. I tell you the truth. Anyone who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold rather than going through the gate must surely be a thief and a robber. But the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep recognise his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And after he's gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them. And they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They'll run from him because they don't know his voice. Those who heard Jesus use this illustration, so he's just using an illustration about the good shepherd. So those who heard Jesus use this illustration um, didn't understand what he meant, so he explained it to them. I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me were thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not listen to them. Yes, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and find good pastures. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. A hired hand will run away when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. The hired hand runs away because he's working only for the money and he doesn't really care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, Jesus said. I know my own sheep and they know me. Just as my father knows me and I know the father. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep too that are not in this sheepfold. I must bring them also. They will listen to my voice and there'll be one flock with one shepherd. The father loves me because I sacrificed my life so I, make, so I take it back again. No one can take my life from me. I sacrifice it voluntarily. For I have the authority to lay it down when I want to and also to take it up again. For this is what my father has commanded. Just as that was read, did you hear something? You know, we could all sit in that, those words of Jesus, listen to those words of Jesus, and God will speak. The word of God is powerful, the Bible says, and, and, and the word of God speaks to us. It is the word of God. Today I want to talk about three voices that are in this passage. and I want us to think through what are we listening to. So if I go back to that original one, sometimes we've got voices coming in from everywhere. And the question I'm going to ask us, or the encouragement I'm going to have for us today, is to slow down, to listen to the voice of God. Because there's lots of voices coming in, and this passage picks up some of those. And the first, the first voice is actually the voice of the enemy. So Jesus, from the very outset, he says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who sneaks over the wall of a shepherd rather than going through the gate must be surely a thief and a robber. 
So the very first thing Jesus said in that passage is that there is other voices and there, are other, there is an enemy that's trying to get into your world. It's trying to invade your world. So the voice of the enemy is an invasive voice. The voice of the enemy isn't passive. Jesus is saying it's not sitting back hoping that one day you'll wander over and have a listen. The voice of the enemy is quite aggressive. They jump the wall. The enemy jumps the wall. Doesn't go through the gate, jumps the wall and goes after the sheep. Now, we know the enemy as the devil, but the voice of the enemy is invasive. And it says, it says the words, but the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep, but the, but the one that sneaks over the wall is a thief and a robber and is seeking to rob life from us. The word of the enemy is an invasive word. And so if, if, if we think that the, the voice of the enemy or the enemy is not going to impact our lives, if we just sort of the ignorance is bliss, bliss thing is, bliss thing, that's not how it works. And I'll go a bit further because the enemy actually seeks to steal, kill and destroy, which is the last one. But the other thing about it is the enemy, the Bible says, and it says in verse 5, what we've just read, is deceptive. They won't follow a stranger, it talks to the sheep. They'll run for him because they don't know his voice. He's talking about the enemy there. There's something about the sheep knowing the voice of the shepherd. And the last voice I'm going to talk about is the voice of the shepherd. There's something about the sheep knowing the voice of the shepherd that is familiar, that is comforting, that is amazing. So what I want to encourage us today is don't get too frightened by the other voices because we have a shepherd who's gathering us in. And, and when we get to know him, we will know his voice. And when the enemy, even though the enemy is invasive, when the enemy jumps over the wall and tries to deceive us, we'll run from that because we go, well, that's, that's not what I know. That's not what God says about me. And sometimes what the enemy might be saying is the enemy might be coming and saying, you are not worthy. You are not this. You are not this. There could be accusations. There could be condemnations. But the Bible says there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. The enemy can be really really seductive so part of the deception of the enemy is that the devil is called the father of lies and the devil is also called the angel of light now that sounds like a nice phrase the angel of light but it actually says the angel the devil comes as an angel of light seeking to seduce seeking to draw us into spaces which will cause cause us harm Sometimes we think of the devil or the enemy as someone who's just bent on destruction and we will see him we will see him for what he is. But sometimes he parades as an angel of light, the Bible says. So part of the deception of the enemy as he jumps over the wall is to accuse and, and, and condemn, but it's also to seduce. Think about the spaces in your world. And Jesus is, Jesus is speaking this out. Think about the spaces in your world where the enemy jumps the wall into our lives and see. To accuse, seeks to seduce, seeks to draw us away from the good shepherd. The third element that Jesus brings out about the voice of the enemy is the voice of the enemy seeks to exterminate. Now I chose this, this word because um, verse 10 says the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. And Jesus, the good shepherd, says, my person give a rich and satisfying life. Does anybody remember Doctor Who? See, it's a, it's a slightly before, it's kind of, I, I remember being really young and my mum was into it. And there's, remember what, remember Daleks? 
Does anybody not know what a Dalek is? Put your hand up if you don't know what a Dalek is. Yeah, Dalek, Daleks were these that, that, bright back then. As a kid, I saw them and they were pretty scary Daleks. Okay, even though when I, when you saw it now, you go, well, "That's not very scary. It looks like cardboard cutout sort of thing." And it's like these things, these robots that used to just go around and exterminate, we must exterminate. Exter-. And I'm watching, my mum's watching this and I'm going, that just looks freaky to me. We must exterminate. And it, it, I always, whenever I think of this passage, the purpose is to come, steal, kill, destroy, come. There's no, the, the emotions of it are, I would, I'm here to exterminate. Do you know the enemy in the passage is called a wolf? And the wolf has one objective, to exterminate, to destroy. Now, many of you have probably read this passage and gone, yep, the voice of the enemy. I get the voice of the enemy and I get the voice of the good shepherd. What happened, Rachel came up to me and she said, I just think there's another element of this passage which we've got to think through, just ourselves, and we were thinking through it. And it's not the voice of the enemy, and it's not the voice of the good shepherd. It's this other voice. It's the voice of the hired hand. And think, we were thinking about culture and culturally right now. There are three elements in this story. There is the shepherd, there is the enemy, and there is the hired hands. Now, the hired hand, okay, the hired hand is not evil. It says a hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. So the enemy is the wolf. The hired hand is not, is not evil. It's like the gatekeeper at the beginning is not evil. But the one thing we know about the hired hand is the hired hand is also not, it's not dependable. We read, the passage, the passage says, a hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him and he isn't their shepherd. The hired hand isn't the sheep's shepherd. Okay? And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. The hired hand runs away because he's working only for the money and doesn't really care about the sheep. Now, this was really helpful as we were processing this and thinking through it. Sometimes the hired hand is culture. Just the way everybody else is doing it. The culture around us. It may not be inherently evil, but it's, the, it, it's just the hired hand. It's interesting. We thought we started to dig a little bit deeper. Sometimes it's the voice of institutions. It's, sometimes it's... So we're part of an institution here, the church. The church, in one sense, is a hired hand. And the reason why I say the church is a hired hand, the church, the institution of church, does not lay down its life for the sheep. Does that make making sense? Culture does not lay down its life for the sheep. For the sheep. Do we, counselors are fantastic. Psychologists are fantastic. Pastors, they do their bit. I'm not going to say they're fantastic because I'm one of them. But they do their bit. You know, there are hired hands all around us, aren't there, that do their bit that help us out. But there's something different between the hired hand and the good shepherd, isn't there? The voice of the hired hand is not dependable. I know that. I am one of them. I am one of them. I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a minister. 
but I don't give my life for the saving of the sheep. True? The good shepherd is Jesus. Now, from time to time, from time to time, the hired hand gets used powerfully, and God speaks through the hired hand. Do you know in the Bible, God spoke through kings like King, King Cyrus and others who weren't even God weren't even God fearers. God uses the hired hand and others to speak through quite often, but they are not God. The last thing, the hired hand is not God. Am I making sense? And this is really, really important because we can actually, if we think, let's go back to thinking through the voices in our world. We get the enemy because we don't want to listen to the enemy because the enemy's plan was to destroy and to seduce and to break us down and all. We'll go back to it. This is the enemy's plan to be deceptive, to exterminate, to the enemy's invasive. The hired hand, sometimes we can spend our life depending on the hired hand, can't we? That's the only voice we listen to. So you may come to, come to me and say, Mark, what's the answer? You're a minister. I'm a hired hand. And I might say, what's God saying? That would be the best thing I could say. True? To encourage us as a body to actually seek God, hear his voice. Seek the good shepherd. Because the good shepherd is the one that lays down his life for us. Now, I really like when, when you read through this passage, Jesus, he jumps between being a gatekeeper. Uh, he's the gate. I am the gate. I am the good shepherd. Um, I was reading through it. I'm going, because the second part of it, after he talks about being the gate, then he becomes the shepherd. I'm just saying, where's the connection? I was trying to technically make the connection. And I was reading a commentary this week by a guy named D.A. Carson, who said, be careful, be careful that you're not trying to construct something out of this. He said, this is a metaphor that, that Jesus keeps developing. As he, as he talks through it. But the interesting thing about it is that I, when I was looking at the hired hand, I, I went back to the gatekeeper. Because the gatekeeper similarly opens the way. A good gatekeeper opens the way for the good shepherd. Let me read to you. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. So, so if you are a hired hand, how many of you find yourself in the hired hand position? You could be a teacher. You could, in life, in work, you're probably a hired, many of us get to be hired hands. Our job is not to be the answer. Our job is to what? Open the gate for him. It's really cool when it comes to seeing people come to know Jesus and saving people. Is it our job to save people? What are we? The gatekeeper, the hired hand. And the hired hand and the gatekeeper are not evil. What I find really amazing about this, can you remember somebody who was an amazing, amazing follower of Jesus but ran away in the Bible of Jesus? When, when Jesus is about to die and give his life, can you remember someone who ran away? Yep, Peter denied. Was it um, John ran away? Uh, everybody ran. They fleed. Because when the wolf came... They fleed. Now, what I do like in the Bible is that Jesus, uh, when Jesus uses this image, he often actually goes back to, to go, they would have been listening to this image and know that he was also talking about Ezekiel, where it talks about the false shepherds and the good shepherds. It doesn't mean that we don't have a responsibility, if we have a shepherding role, to be shepherds like Christ. Let me read to you. 
I'm going to read to you. It's going to take a little bit of time. But Ezekiel chapter 34, this is what would have been in the mind of the people who heard, who heard um, Jesus saying this. This is Ezekiel 34. Then this, is, this message came to me from the Lord, son of man, to Ezekiel. Prophesy against the shepherds, the leaders of Israel. Give them this message from the sovereign Lord. What sorrow awaits you shepherds who feed yourselves instead of your flocks? Shouldn't shepherds feed their sheep? You drink the milk, you wear the wool, and you butcher the best animals, but you let, but you let your flocks starve. You have not taken care of the weak. You have not tended up the sick or bound up the injured. You have not gone looking for those who have wandered away and are lost. Instead, you have ruled them with harshness and cruelty. So my sheep have been scattered without a shepherd and they are easy prey for any wild animal. They have wandered through all the mountains and all the hills across the face of the earth, yet no one has gone to search for them. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As surely as I live, says the sovereign Lord, you abandoned flock and you abandoned my flock and left them to be attacked by every wild animal. And though you were my shepherds, you didn't search for my sheep when they were lost. You took care of yourselves and let the sheep starve, left the sheep to starve. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Now I consider these shepherds my enemies, and I will hold them responsible for what has happened to my flock. I will take away their right to feed the flock, and I will stop them from feeding themselves. I will rescue my flock from their mouths. The sheep will no longer be their prey. So our job as shepherds or as under-shepherds is serious. It's an important call. For those of us who are called into these spaces to be a gatekeeper or whatever, to introduce people to God, we have a responsibility to walk in, in the image of the good shepherd, but we're not the good shepherd. But we do have a responsibility to shepherd. But, this, but he, after he says all that, he says these words. For this is what the sovereign Lord says. I myself will search and find my sheep. I will be like a shepherd looking for his scattered flock. I will find my sheep and rescue them from all the places where they were scattered on that dark and cloudy day. I will bring them back home to their own land of Israel from among the people and nations. I will feed them on the mountains of Israel and by the rivers and all the places where people live. Yes, I will give them good pasture land on the high hills of Israel. There they will lie down in pleasant places places and feed in the lush pastures of the hills can you see jesus this is ezekiel jesus is virtually imitating these words in john 10 i myself will tend my sheep and give them a place to lie down in peace says the sovereign lord i will search for the lost ones who strayed away i will bring them safely home again i will bandage the injured and strengthen the weak but i will destroy those who are fat and powerful i will feed them yes feed them justice The hired hand is not God. I love that next bit. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices life from the sheep. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him and he isn't their shepherd. But he says, I am the good shepherd. Here's the voice of the good shepherd. And this is our... This is, if, if you come out of today and run after the good shepherd, then I've done my self a job as an under shepherd. If I've opened the gate somehow today, then praise God. If this church has opened the gate somehow today, then praise God. That's what, that's what our role is. If the musicians have opened the gate today, praise God. Because Jesus is the good shepherd. The voice of the good shepherd is truth. 
Isn't it interesting, Jesus' first words? I tell you the truth. It's the first words of the parable. Truly, truly, I say to you, I tell you the truth. Jesus, in another part of John, says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The good shepherd is truth. The good shepherd is God. I tell you the truth. I am the gate for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. John is filled with images, of, uh, filled with phrases, the I am phrase, which is, comes from back in the Old Testament when, when God reveals himself to Moses at the burning bush. And Moses says, who will I say you are? He says, tell them I am. And so Jesus is constantly referring to himself as I am. Jesus is God, our creator. That's, that's who he is. So when he's saying, I am, I, the voice of the good shepherd is truth, the voice of the good shepherd is straight from God. If you want a good book on hearing God's voice, here's one here. Hearing God's voice by Henry Blackaby. He also wrote Experiencing God. If you want to dig into this stuff even more, Henry Blackaby's got some great stuff, particularly his book, Experiencing God, about, about hearing God's voice and responding in faith and understanding his love. But the voice of the good shepherd, interestingly, is known. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he's gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them and they follow him because they know his voice. Question. Do you know the good shepherd's voice? If you, do we know how to hear God's voice? Because there's voices everywhere. He knows you. You know him. Hearing God's voice is really, really important. It will guide our decisions. Hearing God's voice will comfort us when we need to be comforted, will strengthen us to endure, will inspire us to go forward. Has anybody at any stage in their life had difficulty hearing God's voice? It takes time. We've got to slow down. It's in amongst all the other voices. The voice of the enemy. The voice of the hired hand. Sometimes it's spoken through those voices. But we've got to, we, we need to get into a, into a I guess, learn, we need to learn to hear the shepherd's voice. Bible reading programs and reading God's word on a daily basis is not just about ticking a box and making us feel more worthy before God. It's about hearing his voice and, how, and his words shaping us. goes on, the voice of the good shepherd, another part of it is known. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep. They know me just as my father knows me and I know the father. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep too that are not in this fold. 
I must bring them in also. They will listen to my voice and there'll be one flock with one shepherd. Isn't it interesting when Jesus talks about his relationship with us, so often he's talking about, in John particularly, he'll talk about his relationship with the Father. In John 17, he prays a prayer. He says, may they be one just as you and I are one. That's the intimacy that the shepherd wants to build in our lives. Like the intimacy between the Son and the Father. That's the intimacy between the good shepherd and the, and the sheep. It says it there. And you know the most exciting thing about this? You might go, oh, that's great for you, Mark, or others. You might be going, I don't know, I don't know. But here's the thing. This is telling me something. This is telling me I've got to, I'm going to find other sheep. There's not a person in this room that Jesus is not pursuing as the good shepherd. He'll leave the 99 to chase the one. If you are sitting here going, I just, it's not, it doesn't work for me. It's not there. Jesus is going, it does, and I am chasing you. I, will, I, 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 want, I want to bring them in. I want to bring you all into the sheepfold. I want to bring you all in. I want to sacrifice. I sacrifice my, my life for you all. I want to call you by name. It's personal. It's really personal. I find Jesus the most, you know how I feel, Jesus is amazing. I find Jesus the most extraordinary God. He is, he is, he's just extraordinary. I don't even know how to describe him sometimes. The fact that he can be, he can, for God so loved the world that he sent his son to die. Like, and then have, that, which is which, which like the big picture. Jesus gave his life for us all. And the, he's, the, he's Lord. Everything was created by him and for him. And he's so big and so grand and so amazing. And yet he still will leave the 99 and chase the one. So intimate, so close. These images are about him being so close. These I am statements in John, there's, there's seven of them. And then there's other statements in John where he says, I am the I am. Some of them are big. I am the light of the world. I am the resurrection and the life. And some of them are really, really intimate. I am the good shepherd. I am the gate. I am the vine. You are the branches. Oh, Can I just, how good is it that the Jesus we can we can, can be drawn to our good shepherd has got the big picture in hand and cares about us. He must be God, hey, because I don't know anyone else who can do that. Leaders of countries, I don't know anyone anywhere who can do that, who can have the big picture in hand, not just now, but for eternity. And can connect with us personally. Know every breath that we breathe. Can commune with us, shepherd to sheep. And still tend the flock of the world and of history. That's amazing. He's amazing. That's why I wear the shirt. Jesus is amazing. The voice of the good shepherd is rich. Those who come in through me will be saved. They'll come and go freely and find good pastures. Then it goes on. The thief's purpose is to kill, steal and destroy, exterminate. My purpose is to give a rich and satisfying life both now and forever or life in all its full. 
But here's the voice. Here's the difference between the good shepherd and the hired hand and the enemy. Here's the difference. Here's the biggest difference of all. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. That's the reality. It goes on. As a sacrifice available to every, everyone. I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep too that are not in this sheep. I must bring them in also. They'll listen to my voice. There'll be one flock with one shepherd. And it goes on and he says, The Father loves me because I sacrifice my life so I can take it up again. No one can take my life from me. I sacrifice it voluntarily for I have the authority to lay it down when I want to and also to take it up again. For this is what my Father has commanded. It may have looked like the enemy won when Jesus was put on a cross. But what does it say here? He voluntarily went to the cross. Gave his life that he would take it up again in the resurrection. This is about the cross and the resurrection. And that is what makes him the good shepherd. And that's what makes his voice the most powerful and the most intimate thing that we can have in our lives. And it's available to all. That's amazing. So, did you hear something? Different image. This is one that's a little bit. What did Jesus say to you today? I, I, I was a hired hand today. I don't give my life that you would have eternity. But hopefully I opened the gate a little bit today. And as you saw those words come on the screen, you went, I want the good shepherd. He's calling me. Last week, Sunil stood up here and he preached and he quoted from Shepherd's Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. I love that. David was a shepherd. And he writes this something, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He lays me down in grease pastures, he leads me beside still waters, he restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And though I walk in the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Surely goodness, uh, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I think I forgot and I'll prepare a place in the presence of my enemies. I got those last three around the wrong way. That's Jesus, when Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd. That's what everybody would have been thinking. Psalm 23, Ezekiel 34, the shepherd, Jesus is the shepherd. And in the Old Testament, God was the shepherd. It's really important for us to know that Jesus is identifying himself as God. In a few weeks' time, we're going to start a series on the Holy Spirit. And we're going to learn that the Holy Spirit is God. And the Holy Spirit, we've called the series Help Holy Spirit. Because Jesus said, I will send you the helper, the Holy Spirit. I won't, get, I won't start preaching. That's in a few weeks' time. The band's going to come and they're going to play a song, The Lord is My Shepherd. And 
this morning just want to give you the opportunity. And just during this song, you might like to just pray to God and say, I need to hear you. I need to be. I, I've strayed. And thank you that you chase the 99. You leave the 99 to chase the one. Today might be a day where you make a choice. I'm going to be, be sheep again. And you might use this song to make that declaration. If you want to do something more physical about it, um, then you're welcome during this song. And I'd love to pray just with you. Um, and lit- literally with you, not for you, with you. But you can join me up the front here and we can pray that we will be his sheep. That we will hear the good shepherd's voice. And that we, we will know him deeper and more intimate. You might be able to do this during the song yourself, but if you'd just like to do it with some others, then just as the song plays, come and have a seat at the front and sit with me. Um, I'm always up for this. Just giving you the heads up, I'm an altar call junkie. Many, many years ago, the re- I made a decision in my life that whenever there's an appeal, whenever there was a call, I would walk forward unless God said don't. And it's because I noticed as, as I got older, um, as a young, you know, as a young'un, the band plays and you charge down the front and you give your life to Jesus or you get nervous in your seat because your friends are watching and you, you wander down. Well, I noticed as I got older, I was more resistant to that sort of thing. I just didn't respond. And then I noticed as I was, when I was pastoring that in church, most people that responded, most people that would come to forward, forward and make a stand were kind of pretty much below 30. And I went, oh, I, I want to stay fresh. And I'm not doing this to make everybody walk to the front or anything like that. But I just share it with you to say, we can always learn. We can always grow. And we do wander away from our shepherd. We do. And every now and again, we've got to make a decision. I'm back. And Jesus goes, I'm chasing. So for you today, you may have heard something from the good shepherd that's saying, come on, let's get back close again. And if you need to, if it needs to be symbolic for you or you need to want to come and gather and pray together, if God's prompting you to do that, then come on down and join me at the front and we'll pray together at the end of the service. But you can do it during the song as well. There's no, there's, this is not a pressure place. This is an opportunity place. Shall I pray and then we'll, 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 we'll worship. Thank you, Jesus, so much that you protect us from the evil. Thank you that your voice is so incredible in our lives. Thank you that you gave your life for us. And I pray those of us that have the responsibility sometimes to take that shepherding role, I pray that we would do our best to connect people with you. I pray that you forgive us for the times when basically we've just just listened to the hired hand and haven't really pressed into hearing from you. We've let others do the work, if you like. And forgive us when we've given way to the enemy's voice, creating us a clean heart, as David said, and renew a right spirit in us. Protect us from the evil one. 
because your rod and your staff comfort us. In Jesus' name, amen.